Welcome to another episode of Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. I am your host, Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Magoogs, a.k.a. Magoogs on Twitter and Instagram. I am joined later on today with my friend Trina to go into a little more in-depth into this episode. Lots of fun to be had there. Things get a little personal too, so enjoy that segment. But I was re-watching this episode in particular for this recording, and I was struck by this idea that so many people in the show, which is what, Drama 101, but so much is created because people aren't being honest. And I realize that's hard. Of course it's hard. But so many times in this episode, if someone was just honest with the person they were talking to about what's going on inside or in their life, that so much would be avoided. So much would be better in all their lives. And as we'll get to, you know, as Becky, one of my guests said a few episodes ago, A is portrayed as this antagonist, but A is using these lies and hidden things as weapons. And it's only useful, and I've said this before, only useful because people aren't being honest with each other. What would happen to A if people were honest? Interesting. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Episode 20, I believe this one is called Someone to Watch Over Me. I'm not going to correct it in post if I have that wrong. That's what I wrote down as the episode title. We have a lot of previously ons, and then we cut to Spencer's house as our first scene. Spencer and Emily are having a chat, and basically Spencer is saying, look, I think I'm being targeted because I got too close. I got too close to the truth, and A sprung a trap to stop me because I was getting close. And then we find out that there is a search warrant for everything Spencer owns. Spencer mom says this is a classic intimidation tactic. Don't worry. But Spencer's worried, and they run up to Spencer's room, and I saw the... It's, it's a great piece of writing and acting delivered by uh, the person who plays Spencer. She says, mom, make them stop. Kind of like a child would to a mother. It it was so effective because you saw how she was turning to her mother in that moment. Like, mom, help me. You know, and these are police people who are going through Spencer's room. And mom's like, I I can't. I did enjoy this little moment where mom says ham fisted. And she looks at one of the the cops in in the room. And this older guy looks at back and her like, what? me i'm ham-fisted i don't know she's kind of giving a little it was funny and then i wrote in my own notes which i didn't know it was a prediction at the time but i'm like oh no they're gonna find that bracelet it wasn't for the reason i thought but that bracelet is for some reason more important than i think we as viewers understand now even at the end of the episode which as i always say i'm getting ahead of myself there's something more to the allison bracelet than we know anyway so all this is happening and then (laughs) not the first time this episode Ian walks by the door. Now, granted, there is police activity, right? There's probably like four or five squad cars outside. A lot's going on. He walks over, drinking a glass of milk. Can you hear my the dogs barking in the background? Here's He, he walks by, drinking milk, and has this smug-ass look on his face. <laughs> it is unreal. Ian, you son of a... Cut to Arya on the phone. Arya's getting details on this, and we're at Arya's house, and then she sees two coffee mugs on the table, and her uh, her dad says, oh yeah, your mom's gonna come by for coffee. Again, these people aren't A, because it's so clearly obvious what's going on here. 
uh, mom, quote, left. And then Arya figures it out. Oh, she slept over. And then they're sneaking mom back in. Mom comes in and dad's like, oh, look, your mom was in the neighborhood. And they try to do this whole show. And Arya's like, no, I get it. I, you, you, yeah, she slept over. And then Arya does the thing that they were worried about. She says, are you getting back together? And you see mom's like, well, we're kind of figuring it out. And dad's like, oh, I thought we were back together. And then Mike enters. And I wrote in my notes, Mike enters grumpy. Mike has been grumpy ever since like episode three. There was like one or two episodes where he was not grumpy. And now ever since he's just been this grumpy grumpus. And Mike says, are you coming back? And they're like, I don't know. And he makes a frowny face. But the plan is set. The kids are going to make dinner for mom and dad. And we're going to kind of test drive how this is. A little glimmer of hope. And you can see Mike in particular is very into this. And also a lot of eye acting in this at the tail end of the scene. Arya's kind of making eyes at Mike and Mike's making eyes back at his sister. And dad and mom have these different eye expressions. A lot of a lot of editor choice here for the eye acting. But you get the sensation that Mike's not 100% convinced this is going to work. Arya's this beacon of hope like, hey, let's do this and maybe this will work. You can tell dad is pretty much like, hey, we're back together. And mom's kind of like, eh, let's try this out. Cut to the Hannah household. Caleb is cooking. And uh, they have a little bit of a smooch, and they start talking about the cops over at Spencer's house. Uh, he goes to take a shower. Mom comes downstairs. There's a little quick chat. What's really important in this scene is that Hannah makes a little breakfast to go for Caleb. She puts it in his bag, and she finds she wasn't rooting around in his bag, but she was rooting around in his bag, and she finds this little owl. So Hannah jumps to the conclusion that this little owl thing is for her and some sort of gift that uh, Caleb, I guess, is going to give to her at some point. Cut to the school. We have Emily, Arya, and Hannah. And Hannah's telling Emily and Arya about this owl gift that Caleb is going to give to her at some point. And she says the significance is they heard owls on their night that they, you know, went all the way. And there's like talk, oh, have you done it again? And there's like, oh, no, we have to find some time to sneak away or, or something. And then they see Sean and Paige of all pairings. Talk about a, a surprise. They're having this, this chat and... <laughs> I noticed uh, watching this a second time, Sean and Paige, I don't know if they actually have scripted dialogue, but their but their fake chatter was very entertaining. They're like, oh, you're a captain of a sports team. Yeah, so am I. Uh, and they're talking about health, foods. I don't know. It was, it was, it was delightful. But Sean and Paige, interesting pairing. So they're having a chat. And uh, basically, Hannah says, oh, that's really nice. Uh, I want Sean to be happy. You can tell Emily, though, is a little put off by it for some reason. Spencer shows up. Cool hat. I really like Spencer's hat here. And she kind of fills them in on what's been going on about the searching. They took things. They wanted her laptop, but Spencer's mom told the cops it's not on the source warrant, so they can't look into it. So she does have her laptop, and it's still secure for now. And Spencer tells her three friends, you may be subject to similar searches, so just FYI. And then Spencer's basically kind of being herself up. She's like, I should have known the trophy was a trap. And she says A is responsible, although it's still unclear where every every one of them are on their own individual A theories. I believe Spencer believes it's Jenna and Ian. I think. I think that's what she thinks. I think she thinks it's Ian, period. But I do think she believes uh, Jenna's involved as well. But very quickly, just as Spencer arrives, she gets a text that mom wants her to come right back home. So that's kind of a... <laughs> I don't know. I picture Spencer like leaving for school and then five minutes later, mom's like, hey, actually come back home. Spencer says, hey, can you all walk me out? And they start to walk out and Ari says, hang on one second. And she sends a vague yet spicy text to who she thinks is to Ezra. But we see her hit send and it goes to her mom's cell phone. Oh boy. Cut to a short time later. Sean wants to do a walk and talk with Emily. We do a quick West Wing here. 
And he basically says to Emily, look, I'm into Paige. What do you know about Paige? And Emily's like, I don't really know her. And Sean's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I realize this is weird for you because you're friends with Hannah and we're and we're broken up. And she's like, no, no, that's not it. And Emily says to Sean, Hannah wants you to be happy. And Sean has a really nice line read here. He says, oh, wow. Which I think I blew past the first time I watched this, but it wasn't the response he was expecting to hear. And that, oh, wow, sounded a little... This is me reading way into this. But that, oh, wow, sounded to me like he's a little disappointed that Hannah's already over this. But yeah, it's interesting that Emily's just like, yeah, I don't really know Paige all that well, which is, of course, kind of a lie. Not a huge lie, but a little bit. And Sean's like, okay, uh, peace out. I guess Ella and Aria have chats in empty classrooms now, which makes sense, I guess, because Ella's working at the school, right? And she asks Aria about her and her dad, and they're trying to make things work, etc. I think that's what I meant by my note here. And then mom says to Arya, be a little more careful when you text your boyfriend because I got this text meant for someone else. And Ella, it starts to kind of joke with her daughter like, oh, it'd be fun to find out who this boy is with these beautiful eyes. Arya really gets defensive. And to be perfectly honest, super defensive. Ella senses, oh, this is not joke time. This is daughter setting boundaries. So Ella's like, I'll delete it. So she deletes the text. That's probably going to be very important at some point. So that text that she sent to her mom by accident is gone. It's in the ether. It becomes clear to Arya that she is one step away from really blowing this all up. She almost texted her mom. If she had put in her text that text Ezra's name, that would have been it. And she realizes that. So Arya starts clearing out her room. It's kind of twofold. Like we know the cops are on Spencer's case and she almost screwed up terribly herself. So she clears out her room of everything Ezra related, puts it in this big old bag, and she leaves one book behind though, which in retrospect, when I looked at it again, it is pretty innocuous, although she does leave it in her room. We then cut to Spencer cleaning her email, and I did what I do as your uh, host here. Looked at her emails. These are Spencer's inbox. There's two that stood out to me. One, she got an email from someone named Angela W. Now, do we know anyone named Angela W? I don't know. It said, hi, from Angela W. So there's that. She also got flute music, which we can only assume is from Jenna. Which So that tells me we have some sort of big thing coming here at the end of the season with this play. Um, but she starts leading stuff. Toby's at the door. And he comes in and says, hey, there's some cops sitting across the street from your house. He suggests she bring them coffee to kind of show them that she's not afraid. And she says, I am afraid. And he says, they don't know that. And she basically tells Toby that they think, the cops think, that Spencer killed Allison. And so they are bonding over their shared framed. Toby was somewhat framed, Right. I don't know how much A was involved in that. It's clear to me, at least as a viewer, that A is a big force behind Spencer being a, a person of interest. So, go back to the school. Uh, Paige and Emily are having a quick chat, and Emily tells uh, Paige, Sean was asking about her, and Paige says, yeah, well, Sean actually already asked me out. And Emily's like, oh, cool, but it wasn't cool. Emily's not cool with it. One of those situations. Cut to uh, somewhere in town, Ella and Byron are talking about their dinner that's going to be happening where the kids will be cooking for them. And then Ella brings up that this boy that uh, Arya's dating is the mystery. And Byron, as always, overreacts already. and's like, we don't know who this is. We need to know who this is. The world is dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And Ella's kind of rolling her eyes. He's kind of blowing his top already. And I was like, just relax. We need to let our daughter have her privacy. Cut to the school. Arya gives Emily <laughs> what I'm only calling an evidence bag to Emily for safekeeping. And this is where they talk about, this is where Ari tells Emily about the text that she almost sent out to uh, the wrong person, where she did. 
So yeah, so Arya gives Emily this evidence bag. Now, based on the items we see, one's like a plastic spoon, the other's a dart. Uh, looks like there's some chopsticks. In a vacuum, it doesn't make any sense. But this is truly everything Arya finds of value with her relationship with Ezra is now in Emily's possession, and she says, Emily, keep this safe in Emily's locker at school. What is going on? That could not be less safe. Clearly, multiple people have access to lockers in this school, and now there's a bag with everything all neatly together inside Emily's locker. Um, I would give money, I would bet money, that that bag is going to mysteriously disappear at some point before the season end. Whew. Maybe that's the end of the season, too, as everyone finds out about Ezra and Arya. Because right now, all the pieces are in place. We're just ready to, uh, ready to do it. So after this extremely unwise plan is hatched, Emily and Arya overhear Caleb on the phone, and he says things like, mistake, don't call her that, things have changed, etc., etc. Those of you who've already watched this episode already know who he's talking to, you, to and what they're talking about, but they don't quite know that yet, so they tell Hannah at lunch that they think Caleb is seeing another woman. That's what they assume or theorize. And Hannah says, you've heard wrong. It can't be true. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then Spencer says something here about their the bigger mystery with A, and it, se- it sounded like the show was talking to me, the viewer. To paraphrase what she says, she says, we're looking at the details and can't see the big picture, which I think is a call for all of us to look at the bigger picture, what's going on here. So they're still in lunch, and then Jenna walks by wearing the owl necklace, and Hannah is devastated. Devastated. Uh, Hannah's trying to uh, reach Caleb, and then in the bathroom, we hear uh, Paige chatting about Sean. Emily kind of overhears it. And in the hallway, Ella sees Aria. You can tell there's a little distance there. And then Spencer spots Jenna wearing the owl. And then she sees Jenna take it off. And it's little USB. And she sees the little USB stick of the owl go into Jenna's laptop. Spencer was like going to approach her. And then she like stops and goes, oh, wait, this is, I should not, I should go tell somebody. And so basically we discover Caleb is the hacker. Hannah leaves a Caleb a note that she wants to talk to him, and then she tries 214 on the locker combination, and it works? I was very confused as to how that works out, but it is what it is. Maybe 214 is the secret code that they share. I don't think it's connected to the phone call. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe I, mis- maybe I misinterpreted the um, phone call Jenna had. Maybe I had my own timeline wrong. Maybe that call was much more recent, so that she was telling... Caleb on the other end, change your locker combination to 214. If that's true, what does the motel room in 214 have to do with anything? No clue. And what does Ian have to do with Jenna? So it all comes out. Jenna hired Caleb to spy on Hannah. Uh, On the USB was a phone log that Caleb faked because it's very simple. When Emily hired Caleb, Jenna found out. Jenna hired Caleb to kind of spy on Hannah. And he was into it. He's like, he just thought, you know, high school kids being mean to each other. But then he doesn't say it, but says it, that he started to develop feelings. And then once Jenna started asking some questions he didn't like, which he didn't specify what those questions are, he said he's done. And he gave Jenna fake data. Like, it's not really Hannah's phone call log. Still, Hannah's pissed. They have a stare down, and he leaves. They're done. Caleb and Hannah are done. Spencer at Spencer's house. Toby and Spencer are sitting by the fire. Everyone feels bad. Spencer apologizes, and they talk about running away. Spencer shares the story of uh, when she almost ran away really young. And we get a little of a theme here. Spencer said that their parents didn't even notice that she was gone when she ran away, which kind of feels like, right, that kind of is the, the pattern here. Melissa's kind of the star child. You know, all, a lot of their hopes are put on her, and Spencer's kind of 
They're kind of cleaning up after her mess. At least this, that's how the family views her. Cut to the Arya household. Dad is snooping in Arya's room. He finds the one book that she left behind, of course. The one that has a little thing at the front from Ezra. Again, the message isn't spicy, but suspicious. But he doesn't he doesn't find that. Ella catches him, and Byron's like, we need to figure out who she's dating. And Mom's like, we agreed we're not going to be these parents. And they start to have a little bit of a fight. His affair kind of comes back up, and he's like, I thought we were past this. And she's like, I thought we're going to make our way around it. We haven't gotten past it yet. Mike Mike comes in the doorway, gives his grumpy-ass face to see them fighting, and you can tell that Mom and Dad are like, ugh, we're at it again. And she does have a great line, so give credit to the writer here. We can't even agree that we're fighting right now. Such a lovely line. Cut to school time. Um... Yeah, I don't understand my notes here, so I'm just going to jump to later on at school. Hannah, Ari, and Emily are in the bathroom. At this point, everyone knows what's what's happened. And this is the slap heard around the world. Hannah slaps Jenna so hard, Jenna's glasses fly off her face, and all she says is, this was Hannah, by the way. And Jenna starts crying. That was really, uh, wow, that really uh, shook me up. Um, back at the Ari household later, I guess this is either later that night or, or next day, Mike barges into Arya's room. What did you do? To lie to them. You're good at lying. He's super aggressive. And Arya's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're cooking dinner for them. So they go downstairs. And sure enough, uh, mom's not coming over. And dad says, yeah, she wasn't feeling well. And he's putting away the dishes. And apparently <laughs> the kids still made their dinner. I don't know if they have like a crock pot going or something. But he's like, I want to I want to smell what you all made. And he walks in the kitchen. Mike is pissed. He's blaming Arya for the continued strife between uh, their parents. Not fair, but later on that night, Emily gets a text from Paige. Are you busy? Hmm. Spencer comes home from what looks like either a late night workout session or a jog. And Ian, sitting on the couch like a creep, drinking whiskey, says he's offering to help Spencer. And they make a, and Spencer makes the connection. Ian is offering to help Spencer run away from home. And she's like, that would be so convenient for you, Ian. If I ran away, I'd look guilty. And all Ian says as he sips his whiskey is says, uh, time's running out, Spencer. Ian says something that makes my theory make more sense. He says, I will do anything to protect my wife and my child, which if Melissa was responsible for whatever happened to Allison, that still fits. And for him to make Spencer go away solves even more problems. I mean, Melissa and Spencer do not get along, and Melissa's now on Chicago Med, so she has another show to go to here in a few years, so it makes sense. Uh, back to Emily. Paige comes over. She says, yeah, they, uh, her and Sean had a date, but when he kissed her goodnight, Paige is like, nope, I don't like it. And this is kind of important because Paige says, how are you so brave, Emily, that you came out? And Emily tells her, I think this is not the first time she's told Paige her story, but she says to her again, look, I didn't come out of the closet. I fell out. But she said, but now that I'm out, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Which to me reads to like, Emily's like, I'm my authentic self. Again, kind of a theme that she told Paige before is, I, I can't be not who I am. And, of course, they smooch. Uh, they smooch again. And it sounds like Paige, Paige does say, I'm gay out loud, which for her is brave, even just in front of Emily. Who knows where that's going to lead, but uh, they do smooch. Hannah's household, uh, she's crying. She's in the bathroom. Ashley hears it. She's like, hey, I saw that all of Caleb's stuff's gone from the guest room. Ash, uh, Hannah's like, yeah, he's, he's gone. And she's crying. Ashley knows, and Ashley made, a th- Ashley made a promise to Caleb. If you hurt my daughter, I will come for you. So Caleb should be very worried, as we'll discuss with Trina a little bit later on here. Spencer's mom wakes up Spencer and says uh, the search warrant will probably be thrown out. However, they found the bracelet, the Allison bracelet with the Toby sweater threads. And somehow this is further linking Spencer to this disappearance. They think 
Somehow Spencer was in contact with this sweater at some point. And Spencer's mom says to Spencer, someone's going through a lot to make you look guilty. Then our stinger image is A, I guess, breaking a glass with Hannah's heart. A very expensive looking show for whomever. They put it in a box and they have they write a note, Dear Hannah, try putting it back together. A, and they put a little like a little cement in there. So there's a lot to unpack there. Let, let's just get to my segment with Trina. I think she and I discuss more theories and a little more analysis. So take it away, me. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. I am joined by a PLL expert, as I promised, Trina Dong, actor, writer. Thank you for joining. Expert is maybe a stretch, but very, very aware of the madness is maybe a better way to say it. That's an expert in my opinion. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I, uh, I actually, uh, Trina uh, reached out to me and I was like, I see you're doing this podcast. And I asked her, what episode do you want to guest on? And she gave me a few options. And this one, she said, was one of the most wild. So I was like, let's, let's do this one. So I thought what we would do is kind of go through each liar. I don't know if I should call them liars, but I do. I'll go through. Go I mean, through. they are. <laughs> That's true. They're not innocent. They're not truth tellers. This is That's true. Sure. Uh, so I figure we'll go through each one, and I have I have some thought starters, and I'd just love to hear your thoughts about this episode, but anything that's happened before as well as we cool. kind of go through, right? I'll do my best to not spoil. That's going to be the hardest part of this. That's I, I'll edit time. this out. <laughs> if you spoil, I'll go, what? And then you'll know. Well, you no, I don't it. want it to happen to you. <laughs> I know you can edit, but I don't want you to go through it. So I'm that's okay. Really you can always say, Chris, has this happened yet? Or like be vague about it, and then I'll be like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Then you'll know. Did somebody get stabbed yet? Nobody got stabbed yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, actually, maybe I'm not kidding. See, that's I mean, we're pretty close to getting stabbed at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll get there, as I like to say. Yes. So uh, let's start with Arya. And uh, I figure what we would do, since we're on episode 20, two episodes away from the finale, I was yeah. like, what's uh, what's A's hold on Arya? Is it is it just the uh, Ezra fits, or does A have other stuff on Arya we think that A can use on Arya? I think it's just Ezra. Okay. I think it's just always freaking Ezra, but it's so bad. And I was actually talking to my roommate about this when I told her I was coming on this. And we were both like, wow, that show is very bad. Like that is a 17 year old. And one in the previous episodes, she was like waiting for him on the bed or something. Right. So it's like stuff like that, that we weren't even like, I did not consider until this rewatch how inappropriate that is. And I, I corrected myself before. They actually don't show them going all the way. I think the show is very particular to see them smooching. It doesn't so, matter. I know, she's, I, she's like waiting on the bed. What do you think? They're going to no, fucking it's, make macaroni and cheese and like just chill? That's not what happens. Oh, right? oh it's still bad. Don't get me wrong. It's still bad. But I like, for instance, I think it's this episode where um, we see Hannah and Caleb go all the way. But the show, we never see we never see Fitz and Arya go all the way. But you're right. They're not making mac and cheese on the bed. <laughs> also, stop saying go all the way. Hey, I'm just using the vernacular of the show. Like Who's your demographic? <laughs> the PLL listeners. Listen, oh. they, they even say, I've noticed in the tent when, well, I know I'm jumping ahead already, but when oh, Hannah boy. and Caleb are in the tent, he, she says, do you have a, and they don't even say the word. And he's like, yeah. So they didn't even say the, the condom word. The condom word. <laughs> All right. Can I curse on the show? Sorry. I Absolutely. Just... This is this okay. is R-rated. Yeah, curse okay, away. Cool. Well, is it R-rated? Oh, yeah. 
saying appropriate things right now and it's completely inappropriate so you're <laughs> leading the wrong way this is the uncensored pll look yeah. yeah i think they actually had sex at the end of the last episode okay maybe yeah but yeah uh so yeah so we see st- so ace hold is ezra and i'm obsessed with this at episode 20 who do you think is going to find out about them two first i have a lot there's a lot of people who are close i'm gonna need you to tell me because i obviously know sure <laughs> When I, I remember when I was first watching it, it was like such a, obviously being younger, it was like a real panic. And like the person you don't want to find out first is your dad. Like straight up, you do not want your dad to find out for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Because A, like, of course, her, well, not A, the letter A, her dad is a cheater. Sure. And like, so he knows, like, he's got bad thoughts, that man. And so he's going there whenever he thinks about it. So that's what I was always thinking when I was watching. And it's so funny because at this point, Byron, Byron Montgomery, thinks right. that Ezra's after Ella. So he's acting all jealous and telling him, hey, you should leave the city and be a, a big uh, college teacher when really <laughs> it's so much worse, Byron. Which is just the weirdest. <laughs> like, would that happen? Maybe. Like, it gets very, the show went very, like, ABC family to Lifetime. Like, it wavered in, like, the weirdness a lot. Sure. Like, that is strange. That, that, that's a weird thing to do. It's <laughs> a weird thing to do. I would agree. Speaking of the, uh, the family themselves, this episode in particular, Mike's really angry. Now, I know, I know intellectually why, but he seemed even more angry. Even at Arya in particular this episode. What do you make of that? Like, what's going on with Mike? He's, first of all, just so moody. Mm-hmm. I do not like Mike. I'll be very clear. Mm-hmm. And he always gets stuck playing those roles, this actor, too. Do you watch mm-hmm. All-American? I don't. Should that be next? That's actually a show that you'd really enjoy watching. Okay. It's pretty good. It's still on. Mm-hmm. It's about to be on fourth season. He's cool. on that show. Um, it's about a football team in like East LA. Cool. Um, anyway, so I just think he's cranky and he... Is like growing up and has mood swings, but like still loves his parents very much. And it's like conflicting, like, am I like going to be a bro dude today? Or am I going to be crying about my parents not being together today? I think he's really going through it. Sure. Yeah. He's going through some stuff. I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, last we saw Noel Khan, he was chatting up Mike, which freaked Arya out. And we haven't seen Noel for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned Noel is in Mike's ear. Tell me, like, what do you what do you think's in the air? Um, that he's like, well, you should really, this is all Arya's fault. And, you know, maybe she's dating, like, like all the stuff that Noel knows, just like, cause Noel, Noel is on the list, even though we haven't seen him, he's not left my brain. I just think he's just, I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, forgive Mike for his behavior, but Noel, I'm sure is not helping if he's talking to him. But like, you know, is that just a sneaky A thing? And you saw them together once and he like asked for help on a math test or something from the kid. You know, you don't know. Could be. Could be. Very, very true. Lastly, for Aria, this episode, I it was very quietly done and I facepalmed when she hides her Ezra bag in Emily's locker. Oh, my God. (laughs) How does that make sense to hide your bag with a bunch of incriminating stuff in another person's locker that might also get searched? What are we doing? Yeah. Why? And we as viewers know how 
unsecure these lockers are. I mean, every episode, someone's in the locker. I guess, to be fair, Arya doesn't know how bad it is there, but... Well, how does she not? How do any of them not know how bad it is there? You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just a big purse with some weird stuff in it. And also, with Arya, why did she leave that damn book on the top of the freaking thing? She's like, let's hide it under the candle that covers one twentieth of it. Yep. And I had a heart attack when Byron, that's the first thing he goes to when he goes in the room just to check things out. He, oh, I, I, he starts flipping the pages. I'm like, this is it. This is it. He's going to find it. And he did it. But boy. Wait, can we talk about that moment for a sec? Please. When please. you say heart attack, so you say heart attack, you were like in a, you felt bad for her kind of way. Like, oh my God, don't, uh, it's going to get bad. Or in a, here we go. Like it's picking up. I, I think it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like, her and Ezra, that, that should not be happening. Yes. But I still felt empathy for her the moment, like, oh, oh my God, he's going to find it. And then all this stuff is going to explode all around her. And it'll just be bad for everybody. Be bad for the parents, bad for Mike, bad for uh, Ari. Like, that's, that was the, that's what I was feeling, is here's the cork un- unpopping. So you have a little bit of an attachment to Arya. <laughs> I don't want to see... <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I don't want to... I don't want... I, I guess... They were so close a few times from just breaking up because uh, I said this a while ago on the podcast. There's a, t- where there's a point when they, they have this argument often, right? Where mm-hmm. they're like, we're come from two different worlds. It's going to end eventually, right? And Ezra is like, you know what? This isn't going to work out. I should I should walk away now. And this has happened multiple times. I'm like, thank you, Ezra. You've you've screwed up, but you've this is the right thing to do. Let her be mad at you. Let her be mad at you for years and years. And they still get back together. I mean... Thinking about it now, like rewatching all these like couple fights that happen on this show, I think I was seeing them as if they were in their 20s, like when I was originally watching it. But now being 100 years old, I'm like, oh, they that's a 17 year old like relationship fight. Duh. Uh-huh. All of this is really dumb. Now, I had a previous PLL expert, uh, Caroline, and her mm-hmm. her thing was that. Ezra is still pretty young himself. He's 21, 22, and she forgives them a little bit because they're still kind of like figuring life out, whereas Hold Ian on. is much older. Oh. In comparison. Now, wait, right. hold on. You're talking we're talking actor versus character? We're, we're talking characters in the show, their ages, yeah. Oh, I thought you just said Ian. Sorry. Yeah, Ian. As in as in our who we'll get to later. Uh, There's also an Ian that's a that's Ezra's real name. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, <funny>. no. <laughs> um, he's not 21. Are you kidding? He, you have to go to college to be a high school teacher. Yep. And apparently he says he went to college and he just got out of college. And this is his first. That's apparently what his cover story is. So in theory, he's supposed to be 21, 22. Don't we put him at like twenty three then? Maybe I think I think I think he's. I mean, listen, listen. It's not good either way. I know we're. I know I'm splitting hairs here, but not good. It's bad. It's not good. I just don't. That moment when all that breaks out is just. I don't know. Silly. <laughs> uh, but in terms of a Arya's pretty light this week, right? I don't think I don't think she got a message at all. No, she's definitely more afraid of her parents. Yeah. Just finding out about this, just in general, that maybe than a telling them. And A could have many times, as comes up later when we get to Hannah. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get, well, as I say, we'll get there. Um, let's move on to Emily, who had also very little A this week. 
Ada, Ada doesn't really have anything left on Emily because, as she says this week, uh, she was pushed out of the closet. So that was kind of A's hold on her. Yeah. Does A have any other hold on Emily at this point? I mean, she can use all of the other, like, relationships against her. That's true. Like, she can use, what's her name, Maya? She can use Maya, and she says it again. She said it once before. She did say she was in love with Allison to Paige. So that's, like, in the world now. So it's out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So things can be done there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, her, her life got pretty wrecked early. Which I actually, at the time that the show was on, like, what year was that? 2011? Yeah. That was, like, a pretty big deal for a lesbian high school student. Mm -hmm. So I think I thought her storyline was at least cool, but I think it's sad that it's, like, A is using that to attack her. Because we're trying to, like, progress, but then you're, like, kind of proving the bullying situation. It's very, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, which is a nice, well, I'll say nice transition, but it, it, Paige comes back into her life in this episode. And I thought Emily was so mature last episode when she's like, look, I was kind of the flip of this with Maya. It was really hard for me to be in public with her. And eventually that didn't quite work out. But if I go back to that, I think I'm going to regress. So I don't think we can be a, a couple. And then this episode, Paige goes on a date with Sean. And then they come back and they start kissing. I don't, I don't know. Is this a good idea or a bad idea, basically? Emily and Paige. Paige is my least favorite character of the entire series. <laughs> the entire series. Wow. Hate her. Oh, wow. Okay. But that's because Emily is my favorite character. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I think that she's the most level-headed and on the ground. Mm-hmm. And she's got, maybe it was because she had like, she's like a diverse lifestyle or, and has like different colored skin than everybody else. Like sure. That. The same color as me, just so everybody knows. Um, I hate Paige because mm-hmm. Emily deserves the world. I agree. The world. And, and Paige she doesn't give it to her. And Paige held her head underwater. Which I Paige might have... kill her. <laughs> <laughs> I think right there you're off the two-date list, in my opinion. Wait, but... what, was, um, what did she say the reasoning for trying to drown her was? You you got I you you took my place in the as the anchor or so the I coach put me in put your name over mine so I drown you yeah <laughs> see she's just trash <laughs> she's straight trash and you know I don't want to go here but I'm gonna she's got a bad haircut <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be going after Emily with that haircut her own haircut and then have a haircut like yours like that doesn't make sense to me right right i know that's just some like bitchy girl shit but guess what we're watching pretty little liars hell yeah that's two strikes listen try to drown her and (laughs) worse and And she's so fake she is like serial killery right yeah she she runs into her car a few times that their first kiss happens when she follows her to her car and hops in Mm -hmm. yep Oh, Lordy, you made me... I mean, I was already not into this duo because I also... I, I love Emily. This yeah. now, you've made me even more nervous with her with Paige. Like, She's so gross. needs to get away from Paige. She's stupid. Uh, I don't care that she did it. Sean, she deserved Sean, though, because that's how annoying they both are. Like, <laughs> that, it, like that was good. If she would have stayed with Sean and been like, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing over here. I would have been pleased. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Oh boy. Well, at least A hasn't been bothering Emily in this episode. Uh, you know, we, she's right. got a lot going on. She doesn't need A. Right no, now. no, she gets a break. Unfortunately, that's not the same for Hannah and Spencer. Let's deal with Hannah because there's a lot with Hannah. Yikes. So A, I, I talk about this a lot, and I want I want to know your thoughts. What do you think mm-hmm. A knows about Hannah's mom? Does A just know they have money problems, or do you think A knows the whole thing with the safe deposit box and Ashley? I think A somehow knows the whole thing okay. of everyone's stuff. Okay. And to this day, having watched the whole thing, I still don't know how. <laughs> so I uh, don't know if you'll ever figure it out, but if you do, like, please let me know because <laughs> I still don't fully understand. But yeah, she definitely knows it all. But I also think, I don't know, do these people leave their doors unlocked? Like, I'm not really clear on how, why it's so easy, but it appears that A knows exactly how to do it. So I don't think it would be hard for her to find out, like, all of this BS on Hannah's mom. Because she's also not very sleuth. This like, is very true. And I think, is that is that this episode? I'm just going to check my notes here. Which one? Uh, no, it's at the end of last episode. Mm. The post credit sequence, which we'll get to in a moment. But last yeah. episode, someone goes up to Mrs. Potter's grave and leaves flowers, which I'm like, is A, is A, did A kill Mrs. Potter? So maybe you're right. Maybe A know. I guess that's telling us A knows stuff, man, about all that. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. I'll t- <laughs> if I do, I will tell you. <laughs> Please, because clueless <laughs> over here. <laughs> Let's discuss the truth about Caleb. OMG, right? Was it OMG? I thought he. I have up until now. I'll be honest. Thought he was kind of doing his own thing and just like, you know, doing his phone hacking thing. I didn't think Jenna hired him to spy on Hannah. Like that is a confirmation that we've all suspected that Jenna's doing stuff, but boy. Yeah. I I think he's sketchy. You don't think he's sketchy? I I fell in love with him right away. What what can I tell you? The Why? hat, the hat, the hat, the hat alone. Oh my gosh, see, too weak for this show. <laughs> Gotta be careful. <laughs> oh, A would manipulate me to oh, the nth degree. You're in a cult. You're in the A cult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think he's also, I mean, I don't know. She didn't even get mad enough at him, I didn't think. Mm-hmm. So I also thought it was silly in that way. It's like, okay, well, if you're never gonna speak to him again, at least like really give it to him. And then he didn't apologize. Can you believe? Yeah, he basically said, look, I, well, he, he was honest with her, I guess, right? He's like, look, I was hired to do this, and then I had feelings, so I yeah. gave her fake phone records of your phone. And you're like, thanks, bro, and then <laughs> he didn't apologize, he just stood there. Yeah, and he grabbed his back, <laughs> left. Oh my gosh. I still think, I know you've seen him see more, so don't, uh, you know, don't, yeah. you, you have to neither confirm nor deny. I still think he's going to be an asset to the liars going forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean... I don't think, yeah, I won't say more, but I think, honestly, everyone's just always an asset. And no one really goes away. That's true. Everyone's always on call. Yeah, they're <laughs> always around, just waiting to mess some shit up. Uh, speaking of messing shit up, thank yeah. you for that transition, um, the slap. <gasps> I did not expect Hannah to crack Jenna across the face. When you saw it, did you know that that's what I was talking about? That was the moment where I was like, things are fucking crazy. Because we have we seen. Yeah, I guess no, I'm trying to think. Is that the first time we've seen something like that on this show? I think it is. Like, direct. Uh, yeah. Like straight up, like direct violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then for boy. Yeah, there was so much there. 
And then for Jenna to like a tear go down her cheek, I was like, I, I had so many feelings. I don't know what I don't know what to think in that moment. What do you mean? What other feelings could you possibly have other than holy shit, she just slapped her? But Jenna's the worst. Right, but Jenna wasn't like, let's throw down. You know, like she she's she didn't blind, say anything. Chris. She could just punch. She could just <laughs> she knows she's right there, just like a pop in the face. Uh, you think that's really how it works? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a fight. Yeah, put your fist out and then you just pop him in the face. Especially when he can't see, you just pop him in the face. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. What do you, what do you make of that? Like Hannah and Jenna on both sides of that. She just, well, for Hannah, she just like could not anymore. Mm-hmm. Like these girls have been through so much stuff that it's like, okay, now you've gotten to the point where you've ruined what she considers like the best thing that's happened to her, right? And like a very important night in her life was just taken from her. And also, like she thought this owl was like sentimental and that she was going to receive it that's messed up and i don't know if that's just because she like took like a really long route to try to figure out why she'd be getting an owl (laughs) or if it really was like that prominent of a situation so she just had enough and jenna uh jenna should just feel lucky that nothing happened to her between getting starting on fire and this i think (laughs) you made me think about this so so uh, Caleb has owl USB, gives it to Jenna, and Jenna's like, you know what? I'm going to go to school, and since it has a necklace thing, like, a, let me just go ahead and wear it as it's intended. Let's not keep it in my pouch or anything. Let's just have it, I don't know. Just, like, biggest owl on earth on her chest. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck? What are you wearing? With these ruby like, eyes, is- right? Yeah, it's not the style, and it's, like, bedazzled. So it's not even real. And uh, that brings us back to why was Hannah so impressed by it? Right. Because it was legitimately plastic. <laughs> and it just like was on her. And it's like almost the size of her head because she's she's a tiny thing. Sure. The whole thing was was strange, but also very funny. Like I find things like that in the show, just like the silly stuff. So hilarious. Oh, let's like, okay, so owls, tent, sex, USB. <laughs> And then whoever like walked themselves to that in the writing room killed it. They killed it. And I and actually don't remember if there were owls. I kind of thought, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought Hannah might have been lying a little bit. Like she saw this thing and she like she made the leaps in like, oh yeah, that's what this means. It's like really special to Caleb and me. I don't know. Totally, just like nighttime outside sounds. And then she was just like really trying to stretch it to make it special such that she was getting this thing. And she was like, oh, my gosh, obviously it was all the owls that were right near us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like if it had been a cricket like necklace, exactly. it would the like, same. Oh gosh, bugs. <laughs> <laughs> like freak out. Um, poor thing. She's a mess. Uh, now is a good time to tell you a theory uh, that I have. Hey. You can laugh at it. You can say no comment. I think... Yeah. That Allison is not only alive, she so she faked her death, right? But that's not even that's not even the interesting part. She <laughs> is posing part time as Jenna, so they take turns playing Jenna. And uh, your face is hilarious right now. So so for instance, well, why I'm just I to understand? <laughs> so so well here, well, I'll, I'll even get into deeper for you if you if you're curious. Okay. But so the scene in the slap in the bathroom, all all very uh, a lot of emotions, right? You right. also very clearly see Jenna has. Uh, a, a mark, a blow on her face because of the because of the violence, the slap done unto her. Right. If we see Allison dressing up as Jenna and no mark on her face, 
we see that the Jenna is Allison theory is proven true. <laughs> well, how long do slap marks last on a face? Oh, you already poke a hole in it. Darn it. <laughs> so you're trying to like, okay, well, if we see her in the next 48 hours, that's for sure it. Yep. I mean, that's, that's fine. That's a fine theory. Honestly, any theory that you could possibly have is probably a accurate in some very weird way or like, you know, right on, right on track. Sure. So I don't, I don't hate that, especially because you see a lot of like behind Jenna and a lot of behind Allison. Yep. And that makes sense to me that you feel that way. The slap's not going to prove it though. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That blue hole, that blue hole in that, that piece of evidence, but. But did you see the miniseries, The Slap with Zach? I, I, do, I have the, do I have a book? I want to see that so bad. I know it was memed to death when it came out. So the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I think it was a remake of like a British show or something. And I think a stage play too, right? Um, Maybe. Some, yeah. Something. But mm-hmm. that is like the strangest. You got to watch that. I will. I will. The Slap. The I'm slap. writing it down. Um, but yeah, just to quickly, I think room, the motel room 214 is their, is their, is their hiding place. So if Jenna is, uh, Jenna is Jenna out and about, Allison hides in the hotel room, swap places. That's why the flute music is only there in part-time. Anyway. So you're uh, going to be really good at watching this show. Cause you, I don't even know what 214, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and like, all of those, like the, any clue like that is very much like. I I got nothing. I don't know that stuff. So Fair enough. You might actually figure this out. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone tells me good luck and they kind of like smile. Oh, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, either way. Lastly, on the Hannah tip, um, Ashley, her mother, was very clear to Caleb. You hurt my daughter, dot, dot, dot. And at the end of the episode, Ashley very, Ashley, uh, Ashley's not stupid, right? She hears Hannah crying. Caleb's stuff is gone. She's at the door. And I put in my notes... Should Kayla be very, very worried about Ashley? Yeah. I okay. mean, she's the type, right, that will, like, she'll kill for her family. I think so. Or um, by family, it's just Hannah. So she'll kill for Hannah. And she's got that She's got that murder thing in her, too. Like, 30% of the show has a murder thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and they, I think even at the time, Caleb took it in like, oh, wow, I should I should not be an asshole here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he failed. Okay. Totally failed. Totally failed. And for him, I think it was one of those, like, because he doesn't really have adults in his life, right? Or, like, right. the parental support. So I think he probably took it seriously. Right. And then it blew up in his face. <sighs> Ashley's wrath coming soon. Oh, boy. Um, oh. And finally... Probably the most A this episode, our our poor liar Spencer. A I, I I had my notes, A has no real hold on Spencer. However, they've somehow steered the investigation to make her look like responsible for Allison's disappearance slash death. Right. I mean, well, Ian did it. Right? I mean, obviously Ian did, although I have a theory about that. But clearly Ian Ian did it. Or it has yeah. something to do with it. Because his smug ass this episode. Acting my crazy. goodness. <laughs> Acting crazy. I, drinking milk in the doorway as they're searching a room like really ian so weird what's wrong with him he's really he yeah he's one of the killer ones too like he's like a whoa you'll kill her won't you yeah and then what do you make of his weird like whiskey sipping threat <laughs> promise thing people sit in that house in the dark too much <laughs> because shit in the dark always happens at spencer's yes. well, 
it's so weird and then it was in the morning darkness it was just like so weird 6 a.m probably this kid's drinking this guy this grown-ass man who's about to have a baby is drinking whiskey at his like girlfriend or is it wife Uh, yeah wife yeah i mean crazy ian's character i think is one of the most um like out of place characters in the entire series mm-hmm. and he i feel like is put there for like this scenario right really really a quick story my mom went okay. through a suze orman phase and so she would unplug everything all the time is not on use maybe that's what's going on at the hastings household maybe when they're not using the lights that's there's no way that they're eco-conscious no freaking way and uh they're just all scary killers this is true. Yeah, that's cute that your mom does that, though. That's yeah. good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. So, and actually, I'm legitimately not clear on this. So maybe you you, you uh, can help me figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, so when her mom comes in there at the end and tells her about the whole fiber thing, I kind of lost track a little bit. So when they say fibers was on the bracelet and the sweater, how I, I was going to clear, how, how does that look okay. to Spencer? So the bracelet that Allison gave Spencer, uh-huh. the one that says Allison... Right. Or wait, does it say Spencer? That was my, that was my first thought because they didn't find that bracelet. They found, but I think it's the Spencer one. It is? Okay. I think so. So it's like a woven bracelet, right? Mm-hmm. And so what they're saying is that the sweater that Toby's been dealing with right. when they found it on him had just fibers of that sweater somehow. So they're attempting to tell us that that bracelet and the sweat sweater were in the same place at one point and the fact that it's toby and spencer is even though it happened like kind of before but you know it's sketchy oh wow you just blew my mind because there's well they're they're saying because it's spencer's bracelet she would it can't be the allison bracelet because that's not on her this is literally on her wrist so they're saying oh yeah well if 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 it's on the sweater she was holding the sweater heretofore she's the one that did this because she murdered her and like took the sweater off her or whatever yeah very the other thing about this is like, how do all of these adults think that they can't catch a bunch of 17 year old murderers? <laughs> like they right. really are trying really hard to catch these young people. Well, I mean, they got a whole team on this. They have, you know, the creepy detective. They have this new guy who, you know, the hard boiled guy that's going to figure this out. Oh. And they got Garrett run. They got Garrett in there. They got the FBI floating around. I mean, it's a full, so weird, a full thing. They're bad at their job. <laughs> But you blew my mind right now because now now it's making sense because the whole thing with the bead lady or the bracelet lady, she's like, I told them it was Spencer. Remember when she at the end of that yeah, episode? Yeah. Like, so Allison gave those bracelets. I'm not quite sure when we know what day that was, but are we saying that A, planned all this all along, that they made the sweater from the bracelet that she gave to all her friends so that when all this would have happened, it would land on one of these liars? Yeah, so in theory, it's like, well, they're all like, well, I don't know how it's possibly on there. How is it possible? It's like, well, it was, pl- or this is all of this is planted, right? Ladies, duh. Like, what's been happening to you? So that to me is all everything that we're seeing is whatever the setup is, right? And so you're going to be watching the setup for like, what is it, seven seasons? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, which leads perfectly to my next question to you. Who, who is doing this? Who is doing this specific thing to Spencer? Not even A, just this whole segment. Who do you think is behind this? I mean, I would always say Ian. However, uh-huh. 
to get these like little meticulous things done, that has to be someone else. Okay. I don't think he would be smart enough to handle that himself. Right. Who do you think? Uh, thank you for the segue or the layup there or the alley-oop. I think Ian and Melissa are a team. Let me pitch you this theory. Night of night of the Bonnie night of the, Clyde. You with me? <laughs> night of the party. Allison's like in the morning. I'm tell your sister's gonna know you and Ian were a thing. You tell her now. Uh, Spencer's like WTF? No, they, they leave the room. Right. Melissa's upstairs. She hears the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Party continues. Allison meets up with Ian. He's like, we gotta stop this. She's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. they get in their car. Melissa trails them. Confrontation happens by accident. Melissa does something to Allie. Now it's time to quickly scramble and cover everything up. That is the Ian Melissa theory that I have constructed. What do you think? That's not a terrible theory mm-hmm. at all. But don't you think that's so obvious that it's oh. not it? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. Like that. There's no one else right now that you would think did this aside from Melissa and Ian. Right. Like therefore, you know, they're just truly like pieces of trash human but like probably like probably not right the most obvious solution is not the solution on this show damn it but it's an okay like i said every theory is good well i also think allison faked her death so she might be also behind this in a weird way but i don't i I have a lot of holes in that theory i'd have to figure that out (laughs) i'm honestly so surprised that you've all this time avoided like especially like you work in entertainment avoided like articles like every like you've never read an entertainment weekly or anything you've never nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I avoided it i avoided it oh, it's I'm so as, good i'm as pure as possible all right uh finally on my agenda these post-credit scenes are being a little more ridiculous yeah. i'm finding them less and less helpful this one was someone breaking a heart of glass with hannah's name on there is that anything do you think it's worth i think it's look- just how a sees hannah like she's fragile, she got her, and this was like the way to do it. To get a boy to well, she didn't get the boy to like her, but the boy likes her, right? And he's a yeah. nice guy, and she has all these body issues. Mm-hmm. And then it got taken away from her when she got the thing that she like wanted. And so that's what I think some of those are really good. Like mm-hmm. some of the post credits, like that this one I like. Mm-hmm. But some of them are like what, like Chinese handcuffs. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is that? What is that? What does that mean? Is this just a though, like sitting at home purely for their own entertainment? This isn't like part of their plan. This is just their own like I'm enjoying myself moment. I like to think that it is within the plan, and like A is like playing a board game, right? Yeah. It's like you get to a next part, and that heart was waiting for her to smash and now she can move on i guess so yeah like the the rat thing with all their names on the cages i'm like i don't even know what i'm looking at here what is incredible that was incredible (laughs) oh that's so funny like think about it in the in the way of like what i was saying before like you're sitting in this writer's room and you're like oh my gosh what are we gonna do next and you're like rats fuck it with their names on each cage yeah. yeah i don't know why they didn't put like wigs on rats and put them in there but they missed out yeah like, that's oh it's just it's wild but wow. i do like the post-credit things most of the time 
Yeah, I I think still my favorite is when Emily falls down at the at the, what their first homecoming dance or whatever, yeah. and A spray paints one less number on the population sign. Like who's gonna who's gonna see that? Who in the, who in the hell is gonna see that? We did. <laughs> that's point, who. Point taken. Point. Because <laughs> it's just so. But that's what I'm saying. It's they always they set up the end like the last scene really well, like the last takeaway. Yeah. So where like other shows that are like this, that are mysteries or whatever the hell you want to call it, doesn't really set it up like that to make you for sure want to see the next episode. But mm-hmm. when you watch Pretty Little Liars, you know something absolutely ridiculous is going to happen. And then they're going to tee you up for the next ridiculous thing. And you're excited to keep going. Boy, oh boy. It's like uh, incredible. What's her name? Who's the, who's the genius behind the show? She is a genius. I'm Arlene King, right? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Marlene King. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well oh. done. Well done. Uh, so I want to open the floor to you uh, as we're getting close to the end here. Anything that I might have missed, anything at all you want to talk about from these la- first 20 episodes of season one, you want to ask me if you have theories, anything yeah. at all. No, I want to ask you a bunch of stuff. Please hit me. Okay. Who's your favorite liar? Because I was literally going to ask every single time you, I was going to like ask for a rating every time we talked about a new liar after I know you have an affection for Aria, but now (laughs) I figured I'd wait. We can sum it up now. I want to know who your favorite is and why. And your favorite doesn't have to be the person you like the most. Your favorite can be like the one that's like the dodgiest or like, you know. Um, this may not, I, I'm not, this is not to say any of the liars are not this, but, um, I think Spencer is actually my favorite because I see so often, maybe it's cause they're writing her very well. And again, not that they're not writing the other three very well, but every time, just every episode they throw in her competitive nature into like little details and scenes. I'm like, Oh, that's so perfect. That's so, yeah. that's so Spencer. Like when her and Toby are playing Scrabble and she gets just a little annoyed when he beats her. It's like mm-hmm. those little touches, um, yeah, I, yeah, and I and I like that family dynamic. I, I, not that I necessarily grew up with that family dynamic, but I know that, yeah, that yeah. dynamic very well. So that feels also very close to me. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. I think that they did really well in the development of that character, and mm-hmm. they had so many easy ways to be like, "Oh, make her do this, make her do this." But like Hannah, they just like kind of made her dumb and wild. <laughs> And then Aria's just like a goody two shoes, but promiscuous. You know, right. there's not like much there aren't many little things you can do, but you're right. Spencer has tons of those. Yeah. And I, and you said Emily's your favorite. Do you, can I ask the same question to you? Why yeah. do you like Yeah? I just like I said, she's grounded. So you know that when she's on the screen, nothing too buck wild's gonna happen. And if it does, it's gonna be kind of tragic because like her life is already really jarring as it is and so you i just empathize with her more than i do the others like she's the one that i'm like does she really have to be going through this <laughs> like her freaking where's her, her dad and her mom like where is everybody <laughs> and then yeah. you're gonna make her deal with a murder her friend that she was in love with yeah like, yeah which makes me think. I know you have more questions, but when remember when Spencer, her parents are like, "We need, think you should, should should see a therapist," and she's very upset by that. The, motivation aside, I think that'd be very healthy for the four of them, right? To ha- talk to maybe someone because it's been a really weird year just with Allison. Period. Alone. I'm trying not to spoil. Okay. 
There's no therapy that's happened while you've watched? Not so far. They uh, they have not even they barely even talked about they talk about it with each other, but aside from that, I don't think they're so, you know, they're so suspicious of everybody. They're not really talking about it with anybody. Right. You're going to get it. Okay. Get that. But you're right because obviously you're not going to get it the way that uh, we rationally get it and like, oh, maybe we should go and like get some things off our chest and like, you know, try to mend this family in this life. No, of course, but we also forget they're 16, 17 years old. Sure. Like we're looking at these 20 something actors and getting confused. Like, yeah, girl, you should really hit it in therapy. But it's like, what are they supposed to do? Go talk to their in school, their, their guidance counselor. Right. They've got adult problems, man. And yeah. their parents all suck. Yes. Suck. Ashley's probably my favorite of the parents, but all, I mean, it's, oof, yeah, they, there's there's not a lot of support there. No, they're all selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, what else? Who's your least favorite? I hate Paige. You hate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben, Ben sucks. Ben, who I haven't seen ben. in a long time. Ben was Emily's first uh, boyfriend who oh. assaulted her in the shower. So, you know, Emily's no gone through deal. quite a lot this first season. No big deal. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Stop yeah. doing stuff to her. Yeah. But you hate him because, I mean, that's pretty general. Like, you hate him because he's a rapist. Of course you do. <laughs> Whose character, whose full character that we see a lot do you hate? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I Maybe not hate, but I'm extremely disappointed Granted, I know he's a, a, a high school boy. Lucas's turn, boy, oh boy. He started out as, I'm sure they, I don't know if they were thinking the nice guy, right, trope. Yeah. And boy, he took a turn to bitterness and not at all there for Hannah when she really needed a friend. So disappointed in his turn. Um, he, I wanted them to be together really yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. But there, there it is again, like that nerd story, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Ugh. I yes. hated it. I hated it. It's so sad. It's like, yeah, he can date her. They can date. He's cute and nice. Like, what are you saying about him? It's annoying. But then when he went wild, he was, right. that was a good acting on mm-hmm. his part, mm-hmm. I thought. And I know there's some Allison stuff there, which we haven't really, uh, at least now, gotten into. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that in mind, knowing that there's, okay. there's a lot underneath there that I'm not aware of yet. It's still, when she was in the hospital... You know, I, I said at the time, if he really cared about her, he would have been just there for her as a friend. Yeah. And that would have been, would have meant the world to her. And he, he couldn't, he couldn't go there. So that was really disappointing. See, you're, you're being very philosophical about it. <laughs> <laughs> being very deep and nice. I think you need to <laughs> put on like your bitchy teenager. <laughs> attitude and like watch it with that in mind sure no no is also the worst by the way no i think no Khan. i think he's one of the big uh, well my theory is that there's many a's like they're all kind of working kind of together but not really i think he is behind a lot of the hannah uh stuff and a lot of the aria stuff I, i he's the worst he's the worst but also and i've always wondered this and i don't know if i found out or not because i probably like missed a clue or something all of the guys that are within these awful little stories, they're all brunettes except for Toby. Mm. And so they all have that kind of like a little bit of resemblance of each other. So like Noel and Ian, they look like brothers. Yeah. And then uh, Ezra, 
not like them, but also like, you know, it's that mood. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. Toby is completely different from all of them. So I always thought about that. Like, what's with the brunettes? Like, are they doing it on purpose? <laughs> what are we what are we looking for? And see, and- that's how shallow I am. <laughs> in comparison to you're like looking at clues and you're like, yeah, poor Lucas. It was just really like tragic for him. I'm like, but what about the <laughs> and, and Toby moves at a different pace than all the other gentlemen. Like he's just like, oh uh, right? He just has a different, completely different POV than most of the other boys. He's kind of removed from a lot of that drama, which, you know, might, I guess makes him that outsider. I'll ask one last question because yeah. I could sit here for hours and do this, but we yeah, want yeah, to yeah. Our <laughs> listeners. Um, which one, which liar are you? Like, I'm. let's say... This is a BuzzFeed quiz. You answer all the questions. Which liar, like, how do you, if you're in the situation, which liar do you react like? Wow, that's a freaking great question. Oh, wow. Um, which, how, which liar do I act like? Well, here's the thing. I, here, I'll, give you, I'll give you a two-part answer. I would like to say Spencer. But see, Spencer is so direct. She's been the most direct yeah. of all. Like when she confronts Ian, when his ass is standing right in front of the room, I was like, "Holy hell, yeah!" yeah. I mean, it didn't work out, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be that person. Everybody wants to be a Spencer, but we're all someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, I think I'm between Emily and Aria. I'm trying to decide which I'm more like. Ooh, why? Uh, because Emily, uh, for very valid reasons in the show is keeping a lot close to her chest, but you know, mm-hmm. there is obviously a flip side to that where, you know, um, she's sometimes kind of on her own dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Aria, boy, just deny, 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 so well, that's good to know. I'm kind of, I think I'm kind You're of that everyone <laughs> in Chris's personal life. Deny, deny, deny. I'm probably closer to Emily in that in that regard. Um, and actually, when you're saying, you know, Emily's your favorite, I think she has not to say the other three don't have heart, but I feel like she she also feels the most. Like she, yes. I feel like she has a lot of warmth to the three of them. Um, no, she's the only one with the heart. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you're Emily, right? And there's this girl, right, that tries to drown you, right? <laughs> so what do we do? What do we do when she comes back for more? Totally forgive her. Totally forgive her. Actual? I would do it. That's just totally me. I would be like, you know what? I'm so, you were right. You, there was a lot of stress going on where we can move past it. I would totally do that. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's crazy. And I would need a friend to be like, uh, Chris, uh, uh, what are you, you doing? Drown you. Uh, you can call, call me anytime. Tell me <laughs> someone tried to drown you. And I'll be like, hey, dummy. Are you insane? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Do you understand? We have a connection, Trina. We have a connection. That's why I'm letting her back. <laughs> this is stupid. I can't believe you said that. Listen, this is this is this is this is what the podcast is for—to be unfiltered and, and reveal Real life, y'all. He's—you <laughs> thought he might be joshing you. He's really bearing it all on this. Wow. So, which liar are you? let's turn the oh, table definitely hannah okay definitely hannah just like matter of fact don't actually know what's going on but like try and just like be around and just question everything 
And then not so much in the like the Caleb situation. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I'd be like, this guy's sketchy. Let's right. not invite him to live here. <laughs> 17. Uh, but I'm totally Hannah. I'm nowhere near Spencer. I'm not smart enough to be Spencer. Right. I wouldn't be able to goody two shoes it like Aria and just be like, mm-hmm, everything's like fine. Right. And then Emily is like, she's too, like, I'm not good enough to be her. <laughs> I just wouldn't be that level headed and good mm. being in a murder situation. <laughs> now, would you handle the situation with Hannah's mom? The same way, like basically, she's like, "I got this, mom. Don't worry about it." Yeah. And then subject yourself to some messed up stuff. For sure, I think that's you know the dynamic that they're trying to show is the like the single mom, you know, difficult upbringing, has some trauma, some PTSD, some daddy issues, things like that. Um. So yeah, sorry, my Slack is going off like crazy. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um. But yeah, totally. She. It makes sense to me how she's handling it and she's like i keep saying they're teenagers right i would probably be worse <laughs> i would probably just be like don't talk like i just <laughs> wouldn't like can you actually get off the sh- somebody fire her because i can't do it yeah. yeah but you would solve problems i mean hannah's solving problems right she's breaking she hearts but you know what she's she's solving the money issue so because she's never had to rely on anyone that's and true so she knows that she's gotta like it's her and her mom and one of them has to deal with it so sometimes it's got to be her and she grew up faster but like she stunted in growth too because of like mental health things and so she just like acts out yeah this is my therapy session (laughs) 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 such a hannah (laughs) such a hannah i'm such an emily (laughs) you are you are an emily i cannot believe you'd forgive someone that tried to drown you I would, I would rationalize it. I would totally see myself in that situation, 100%. I could see it. And I could even see being honest, as Emily was to Paige, like, look, this is not, this is not where I want to be. Like, having that kind of mature conversation and be like, all right, all right let's, try, let's try it again. This is so sad, Chris. I want to, I want to know, I'm, I need to come back. Can I come back, like, season four? yes. And then season seven. Yes. Like, where are we at? I would love that. I want to know about your personal emotional growth through this show. Because I think, think we might get somewhere. I would love that. And the promise has been made to the listening audience. So yes. I would love to have you back for oh, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Is there anything uh, as we're wrapping up, anything you want to plug your socials, anything at all or um yeah i mean if you want to follow me i post a lot of um everybody else's stories at hey trina dong on instagram and uh i'm just living the pandemic life like everybody else so not too much to say sadly i wish you'd be like yeah this like i'm on this hit show it'll be dropping yesterday but that's <laughs> who knows when this drops maybe maybe i don't know no 2020 we're shot for 2021 chris you just gotta <laughs> give it up Give it up and try really hard for 2022. I like that plan. I, th- I think I'm already there. I think I'm already there. Yeah, you got to just let it go. <laughs> okay. uh, well, thank you so much, Trina. This has yeah. been a lot of fun. I cannot wait for you to come back. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Good luck. <laughs> that was great. 
right? Um, so that's it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Magoogs, occasionally twitching at Mac to the Gal. Yeah, and two episodes left. So thanks for hanging out. Rate, review, send me suggestions, feedback. This show is for you. Okay, I've said enough. Thank you.